0: One, two, pitch. Red Sox win the World Series. This time, Manning going deep for Beckham Jr. Can catch it? He did. Hello there, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Between Two Gardens, the podcast where we debate the biggest sports topics of the week from both sides of the greatest city rivalry in the history of sports. In the blue corner representing the garden that sits atop of Penn Station and all things New York City, we have Tom Arduino. What's up, Dan? How you doing? Good. And sitting over here in the red corner, representing the garden that sits on top of North Station and the 21st century century sports mecca of Boston, Massachusetts. (laughs) My name is Dan Emmons. That's Tom Arduino. And let's get started. Tom, how are we doing this week? I'm doing well. I feel like I'm about to go
1: 9 rounds with a with a Boston fan right now. It sounds like we're getting ready for a boxing match, I love Yeah, that.
0: man. That's the that's one thing me and Tom were kind of talking when we were putting this podcast together. We we definitely want it to have undisputed first take type flavor. Like hopefully we get into the trenches a little bit here, but the the dueling perspective I think is what's going to carry us furthest here.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. All right. So Let's see. Before before we get into our first topics here, how how are we feeling about uh, the New York sports world in general compared to like an average week this week, Tom? This week, um,
1: pretty good. Kind of same old, same old. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah, kind of status quo right
0: now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is kind of a quiet time. We're recording this. It's about two weeks post Super Bowl. Baseball free agency is kind of just uh, well. Baseball trades are kind of just starting to pick up a little bit. It's weird.
1: We're we're kind of in a lull with things. You know, it's like still like mid season NBA football's over. Hockey's still in mid season. Baseball hasn't started yet. So it's it's very much in that like weird in between stages of of like kind of like a twilight zone of sports where it happens every year. And it's kind of just like a lull before, like, you know, March madness starts and then everything picks up.
0: Yeah. And then what do we got like two, three weeks till pitchers and catchers at this point, something like that, which is actually kind of crazy. I can't believe baseball is already here, but I know I'm I'm pumped wild. Yeah, me too. Um, but while we're in this mid February world, um, Tom Brady just appeared in his 10th Super Bowl. We're still kind of reeling from the end of the NFL season, so that's going to be our first topic here. Two weeks ago, Tom Brady jumping ship from the New England Patriots to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kind of shocking the world getting through the NFC. Kind of weird to say shocking the world when you're talking about a guy the caliber of Tom Brady. But being able to go and get through breeze and get through Rogers and get through Mahomes with a system that he had next to no time to learn—a uh, very, very average head coach, probably even below did, average. Did,
1: did he though?
0: Did he have no time to learn it? I mean, yeah. come on, that—that that was Brady's system. No, no time comparatively, and there a, I'll give a, you stat, a stat. Well, I don't even know if it's necessarily a stat, but. The thing a lot of people are talking about is that everyone who scored in the Super Bowl wasn't on the Bucks last year. They were just uh Brady migrants. That's true. Yeah, that, so you that, have I true. mean you have obviously you have targets that Brady was used to throwing to. Gronk had two touchdowns. had two TDs. Yeah, I mean uh, but like I mean
1: come on, how did you not see that coming? Like Brady to Gronk in the Super Bowl, of course that's going to happen.
0: That's true. Well, Honestly, in terms of seeing it coming, Brady and Gronk haven't been—they've been in sync, but they haven't been lighting it up the way vintage Brady and Gronk have. Like, I think that's Gronk true. was held to—I don't think Gronk had that many catches this year. Um, he had a couple highlight reel plays throughout the season, but you know that's January, February is really when they start to start to fire off, as we we've seen historically.
1: Yeah, and I think they've used him a lot more as a blocker than in past years. Um, But I think he did have like seven touchdowns this year. Gronk. Yeah. I could be wrong. And and it's largely because he, this is like the first season since like maybe year two that he's played a full season.
0: Mm -hmm. So yeah, man, I, my first Patriot game, that I went to in person was 2013 against the Browns, which was an unbelievable game. The Pats scored two touchdowns in the last two minutes to win by one. But I also watched Gronk's ACL leave this earth <laughs> and uh, cost us another run at a Super Bowl with my own eyes. My first time at Gillette Stadium, so I'm definitely oh, no stranger geez. to the, the Gronk injury life. Um, welcome to Gillette. Yeah, man. And yeah, that was an unreal game, though. Like if that's, that's a real unsung game of the dynasty. It was just in the middle of the season. It didn't mean too much, but the Pats were down 14. They were getting absolutely lit up by Josh Gordon when he was in hit like his Browns prime. Like he put up, oh, I think, dead. I think he put up 150 yards on us that day. We had, no answers for him. The Browns should have cruised to that win. Even with... They had Jason Campbell under center at that time. <laughs> and he... They were still absolutely going to town on us. And then Tom throws a touchdown. And then Gustowski lays down, to this day, the best onside kick I've ever seen. If you want to see the prettiest onside kick you've ever seen, December 8th, 2013, Patriots-Browns. Just a thing of, act like, beauty. And then... Uh, Screen route to Amendola, Patriots win by one, place goes nuts. That was, that was an insane game. Um, But moving on to this one. So it's been, it's been an interesting in the last two to three weeks since the, since the NFC championship game. So maybe even like the last month, Mm -hmm. it's had a different range of emotions. I can see that. Everybody feels different. Like. You have the people who are full, full Tom train uh, celebrating and rooting for it like it's another Patriots Super Bowl, which is a level I never personally got to. Mm -hmm. And then you have people like my dad, who I watched the Super Bowl with this year and was actively rooting for the Chiefs as a Patriots fan, like like cheering big Mahomes passes, cheering brady getting rushed and sacked so he wasn't he wasn't cheering very often then yeah exactly (laughs) because there wasn't much of that oh yeah we'll get to the actual game in in a bit well i guess we'll get to the actual game now because most most of this conversation is going to be all-time legacy type stuff but for sure dude i how many simulations can you run with that game and how many end up with a bucks blowout over the chiefs where they just could not get anything going offensively when they haven't been slowed down by a single defense since Mahomes took over as the starter. Well,
1: a a few things happened that were different from the regular season. So in hindsight, you know, it hindsight's always 2020 and it's, it's a lot clearer now why the chiefs were held. to it was nine points, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It didn't go to the end zone. A few things. So I believe Kansas City was missing two linemen. Yep they two they were missing
0: their offensive line. Yeah,
1: they couldn't protect Mahomes at all all mm-hmm. night. Um, you know that stat was going around. He ran for 500 yards before throwing. Yeah, that was uh, which is insane. And on top of that, he ran those 500 yards with a broken toe, and he now needs uh yep. or or t- with turf toe, and he now needs to get surgery in the off season. So considering yeah. even like what he was doing, and he was throwing balls parallel to the ground, like nothing Mahomes did lost that game uh, for him. He did absolutely everything he could do. I think what it came down to is that the Kansas city just could not block for him Mm -hmm. Um, and definitely got to give credit to uh, the Buccaneers defense. They, I mean, they played out of their minds and um, really stifled that uh, that offense and if you notice Tyreek Hill really didn't do much, he had that garbage time long catch that like kind of bumped his stats up a little bit at the end. But when you're when you're putting pressure on on Mahomes like that, you know, a guy like Tyreek, where he's he's a big play guy, he's not gonna get that time to get downfield. And that's how you how you beat him. Because you that, can't you can't, you know, double him all day. He's gonna get open eventually. Yeah,
0: and that felt so inevitable all day, didn't it? Like I think even Nansen Romo, every 5 minutes of the game we're going to be like oh, oh when is when is Tyreek time coming cuz right. it's happening baby right and then even somebody with that kind of speed who can get open so quickly wasn't able to buy enough time to get the ball and for sure yeah, and and you yeah.
1: also have to figure like how much did the drama with Andy Reid's son have to do with like the pre- preparation and the just mm-hmm. the mental aspect of preparing for that Super Bowl and the just another added distraction to the team and the organization at that time you know that factors in as well and then you're also you're going up against an all-time great who's does it better than anyone has ever
0: done it before and the thing is with the build-up to this game I feel like a lot of people were starting to forget that that this was kind of set up to be the torch pass game where Tom was going to go down to Mahomes. Mahomes yeah. was going to get his second in three years, which is they were going to be the first team to repeat since Tom's Patriots in oh three oh four. They was going to be against Tom. He was going to solidify this stud status early in his career that nobody has done since Tom, and it was just going to be this perfect poetic. Mahomes is on his way to win thirteen Super Bowls and be the undisputed goat one day, mm-hmm. and the way that just. The way one game just flipped that entire historic conversation on its head. Like there was one thing Romo said towards the end of the game that I texted to almost everybody I talk football with that Romo said, which was Mahomes has to win eight now because Brady has him head to head. Right. So if Mahomes right. pulls this game out, not only Does he add one to his resume? He takes one off of Tom's resume and he takes over the head to head. Mm -hmm. So in realistic, you're looking at having two, only having to get six to take the throne over. Right now you're looking at having one and needing seven more just to be considered for the throne. Like it is insane. Absolutely insane.
1: I agree. And that just speaks to the absurdity of Tom Brady's career gonna be very hard to to match or surpass to say the least
0: well since since you brought up the ridiculousness of tom brady's career we are gonna move on to the more historical aspect of this game that we alluded to earlier which is talking about Tom's status as the nfl greatest of all time and also where he stacks in terms of professional athletes all time so I guess we'll start with the easy thing. Tom, I'll give you the nine seconds you need to tell <laughs> me whether Tom is the greatest NFL player of all time. Go ahead. So, no, I'm kidding. I mean,
1: if you don't think Tom Brady is the greatest NFL player of all time, you're, I don't know what you're you're watching. I guess you're a 40s, 50s to 60-year-old 49er fan, yeah. probably, and you still think, montana's the goat um which i see why but i mean it's just like brady's the best and i'm saying that as a new york fan who's despised brady and over the years have gained the you know the respect uh well i've always had respect for him but Mm -hmm. i've my hatred has died over the years for him
0: that's one thing i've noticed in most brady opposition over the last Two, three Super Bowls is just as it starts to get more stratospheric. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's really just kind of wasting your time hating at this point, right? You're just you're just kind of yelling at the wall, and right? <laughs> nothing's happening. So, so Tom has come around on the NFL goat status. I obviously never had that oh, in doubt. For me, he took the throne after the Seahawks game. When he won his fourth and tied Montana with just the ridiculous record and stat advantage, I think as soon as he got to the point where he matched Montana in terms of the Super Bowls, he took over the throne. And then, as soon as number five happened, I think that's where this ship kind of sailed away. Absolutely, and, and everything since then has kind of just been gravy. And so, uh, while we're
1: on the topic of legacy and goat and implications of this Super Bowl. I think this Super Bowl has more implication on another all-time great Patriot than Tom Brady. And that oh. man is Bill Belichick.
0: Yeah, that's a whole whole separate conversation that please, please lead us into. So, to, to me, this... Super Bowl this year has
1: proved that, hmm, you know, maybe it is the QB and not the, the coach as much. I mean, you need both to win, but Brady going down to Tampa and doing this, granted
0: he went down there with probably more talent than he's ever played with in his career. Yeah, this is collectively. founding he, sounding the, uh, when he was throwing to Randy Moss and in, in Deion Branch in New England, I think this right. is like, far and away the most talented team he's like, ever played on. He's
1: never had a Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, no. Chris Godwin all at the same time yeah and he has gronk (laughs) so like it's like you can't even say
0: well gronk was like very very good well he has him too (laughs) well uh, i i will make a minor objection which is last year there was one single game against the miami dolphins in which the patriots receiving core had julian edelman antonio brown and Josh Gordon. All at the same yeah. time. <laughs> so no. that that flash in the pan, I mean, that's not even considering the I mean that that team's defense was very, very good. I don't think really? it's anywhere yeah. near this, this year's Tampa defense. But yeah, there's a ridiculous picture of them all sitting on the bench that <laughs> that's been Kind of going around in patriot circles the last uh, year or two, which always just makes me laugh. But yeah, the the Tampa team that they assembled this year is is obscene, absolutely obscene. But yeah, okay, I, I, we're we're talking ahead. Belichick, we're talking Belichick a
1: little bit. Yeah, we're going all over the place, but we're good. So. Okay,
0: so well, before before we go on to the implication for Bill Belichick, let me just sure. go on with well. Okay, I'll do it now. It's just the the ridiculous stat line of Tom Brady for NFL goat. Sure. Leads all time in combined passing yards with 91,653 has the second most regular season passing yards at 79,204. The most regular season touchdown passes with 581 and career touchdowns with 664, the most pro bowl selections of all time, 14 tied with other greats like Tony Gonzalez, Peyton Manning. Um, He's never had a losing season. He's the NFL leader in career quarterback wins. Career quarterback regular season wins and career quarterback playoff wins. He has the most Super Bowl MVP awards with five. He has the most starts by a QB, 344 starts in 21 seasons. He's the oldest player to be named Super Bowl MVP and win a Super Bowl as the starting quarterback along with being the oldest NFL MVP at age 40 back in 2017. He's the only NFL quarterback named to two first-team all-decade teams in the 2000s and the 2010s, uh, named to the 100th anniversary all-time team in 2019. And he is also the only player in NFL history to win a Super Bowl in three different decades. So, so Dan, if you want to take a little break right now and take the the, the tissues
1: and lotion, I have no objection <laughs> to that. Because it sounds Listen, like you're having gonna, a really of
0: We might have <laughs> listeners out there that might just lose perspective on how ridiculous this gap is. So I just needed to, I needed to sneeze my stats out there <laughs> and just get that out there. Um, I will well, use that as ammo in the conflict about the uh, greatest professional athlete of all time debate we'll have after we talk Belichick real quick. Sure. Which is, I'd say my only objection to that. I mean, absolutely, this year tipped the scales immensely, right? Tom went down, went through the NFC, got out of the he he basically set every opposing argument to him on fire in one swoop, which is joke division carried by Belichick, never had to go through the right. great quarterbacks of his time, like just bing, bang, 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 bing, done exactly. and another Super Bowl. Yeah. The only thing I will say is I don't think it's over yet. Um, Bill will hopefully preside over this entire Patriot rebuild. Hopefully he's he doesn't duck out before the Pats are Super Bowl contenders again. And I think he deserves a chance to at least answer because Tom going down and joining a stack team obviously happens really quick that you can succeed kind of right off the bat. Bill's going to need... I mean, Bill's draft history is another, another freaking matter entirely. But For he's sure. going to have the chance to play with this $50 million in cap space. He's going to have a chance to have a top 15 pick in God knows how long. Um, And he's going to have a chance to build this thing. Maybe I guess in his own vision, that's kind of implying that the Tom led team wasn't his own vision two to three years until this team is competing for Super Bowls Again, at least it depends on how fast we find a quarterback, whether we go with Mac Jones as the long-term guy this year, or if we, go out and do something crazy like, I don't know, maybe trade for Deshaun Watson or something, that'd be pretty cool. But uh, whenever we find the guy under center, I think is really when the pieces will start to come together because we get, we're get we getting the opt-outs that uh, were gone last season on defense, which is going to hopefully bring a lot of heart back to that core. Like We're going to have Dante Hightower up the middle and everything again. I think the Patriots are going to be good a little bit sooner than most people realize again. For sure, yeah. I
1: mean, you guys are going to get a lot of guys returning on defense, right? That opted out. And yep. Everything. I think what it all boils down to with the whole Brady versus Belichick thing is, Brady is like Brady made his move, and mm-hmm. now it's like, all right, Bill, now it's your turn. Yeah, bills he, back.
0: The balls know? back in his court. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Balls back in his court. Or if you view it as like a metaphorical like rap battle, it's like Brady said his verse. <laughs> yeah. Now Belichick's got to respond, you know?
0: Yeah. With, with I think, an added handicap of... With the winning luster kind of gone in New England with Tom Brady gone, uh, I think that removes a lot of the attractiveness of New England for free agents. Like, thinking about being a high-profile free agent who's thinking about going to play for the Patriots and thinking, okay, I'm going to have to deal with all of Bill Belichick's bullshit without the... You know, guarantee of competing for a Super Bowl ring at the end of the rainbow. Like all the guys in the locker room this year who had to go through a mountain of Belichick practices and this god awful season mm-hmm. for a seven and nine record and going home in December. Like that—that's got to be disheartening for the guys that are currently here, and it's got to be—it's got to be a real, real bummer for any free agents who are considering coming here. And uh, an uh, this point. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And like how desirable is like new England or Boston for like free, like they guys want to go to Miami. They want to go to, mm-hmm.
0: you know, LA or stuff. Yeah, like that. I mean, but- if, if the Patriots long-term use, lose that culture, which I don't think will fully happen under Belichick, I think he's going to keep the Patriot way intact. He's mm-hmm. going to keep the, the winning mentality at least up right even if the even if the rebuild takes a few years and it takes a couple more years of mediocrity for us to get there. Um but I think long term Bill's gonna have an answer. Um and I think this debate will be definitely be a little more complicated than it is right now. It before, for sure before before Bill hangs it up or Tom hangs it up. It, it for sure is So, going back going back to Tom now, after talking about the implication for the Patriots organization, going into the greatest athlete of all time conversation, which is one that I personally struggle with, with Tom Brady. Because of the etymology of that question, and how there isn't really a better way to put it other than the greatest athlete of all time, that makes me wary because obviously tom brady is not the greatest athlete of all time like he no his his physical prowess is not
1: no i mean that's that's bo jackson
0: if you're going that way
1: if you're like in terms of raw athletic ability it's got to be bo jackson in sports or football in sports in general i would i would say bo jackson
0: Bo Jackson, multi-sport See,
1: athlete at the highest level. See,
0: I had an I had an answer for this question as well. Just right, in terms who, of, who's of your athleticism, Dion? I think it's, I think it's LeBron James. Oh, okay. I think there has never been a better all-around physical specimen in sports than LeBron. I, I don't think. I mean, you're not the, wrong. The build, the speed, the like, just what he does with that frame is insane. He's a freak. Yeah, he's a freak. I I think just in in any athletic competition, I think LeBron would have the upper hand in pretty much everything, unless you're going against sure. somebody who is specialized in a certain event or something like that. But so yeah, that's so, my take.
1: No, absolutely. Yeah, I, obviously Brady is not considered all time athletic, but f- in terms of goat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I consider criteria for a goat. There's a there's a few pieces of criteria. Obviously, one is winning. Right? You got to mm-hmm. win. The other two I view is I, I view as criteria for a goat is dominance in your sport, which mm-hmm. winning is baked into that a little bit, but it goes a little bit further, more in an individual realm. Yeah, but then also cultural relevance. I believe. Okay. I believe plays into the goat conversation. So for those two reasons, I do not believe Brady is the goat of sports. Mm -hmm. Despite having seven championships, doing it with different teams, obviously being the best at what he does in his sport. Mm -hmm. Um, Daniel, do you believe that Tom Brady is the great? I'll I'll go to who I think is. But I want to hear, do, do you believe that Tom Brady is the greatest athlete um, or GOAT of sports, of all
0: sports? So I believe that Tom Brady is the best and most accomplished accomplished player of professional sports ever. Like taking that athlete word out of there that adds so much more, I I don't think there's anybody who's been – better at their sport than Tom Brady, which I think is the definition of being the greatest professional athlete of all time. Okay. Okay. I have a counter to that. Okay. Wayne Gretzky. Oh, that's a great one. I mean, I have, that's the great one.
1: I mean, the great one. So, so you're talking about,
0: you you basically summed up dominance, right? Yeah. For, For you, you view him as dominant. And now I'm getting a couple crazy Gretzky scat stats in the back of my head. Oh, too. you're
1: about to get it. Yeah,
0: my my <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll beat you to one. My favorite one is uh you could remove every goal Gretzky ever scored and he'd still be the all time points leader.
1: Absolutely. That's that, that's, that's one crazy. of the bullets in, in my chambers right now. All so right. I mean listen,
0: I'm not gonna give you major pushback on Wayne Gretzky being the greatest. I, I, like I, mean, I I'm a hockey guy just like you. Like how can you? Yeah. But,
1: I mean, he's the most dominant. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care that hockey is, you know, not as popular as the other three sports. Mm -hmm. He's the most dominant athlete to ever walk this earth with Mm -hmm. his numbers. I mean, he has video game numbers. Yeah. No one else has. He has. So let me, let me rattle these off right now.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. He has the record for most goals in a season with 92 goals. My God. He's by the way, he's first and second on that list. He's second with eighty-seven.
0: There are eighty-two games in an NHL season, ladies and gentlemen. There
1: are eighty-two, and when he played, I believe there was only, there was less. I believe he played with eighty or fewer. Were there eighty when Gretzky played? I th- I believe so, or he might okay. have just missed two games. I could be wrong. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Um. So Dan, just to put this in perspective, into for put this into a modern perspective, right? Because the game of hockey has changed, right. Who in who is the greatest goal scorer that we've seen? Mm. That we've lived through. Who is who is, in your opinion, the greatest pure just goal scorer, nothing else scoring goals?
0: My brain says Ovechkin, my heart says Crosby. It, it it's, it's Ovi. Yeah.
1: Pure goal scorer, it's it's Ovi, right? Yep. The most that Ovi has scored in a season is 62 or sorry, 65 in 2007, yep.
0: 2008. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yep. Oh, two, two cardinal sins of Boston sports fandom. I've already exposed myself for in this podcast. <laughs> two things you're not supposed to do as a Boston fan. You're not supposed to love LeBron and you're not supposed to love Crosby. I love LeBron <laughs> and I love Crosby. It's I sad, mean, I, sad but true. I mean, yeah, it's hard to. To
1: not respect those two guys. I mean, I, yeah. as a Ranger fan, I, I hate the Penguins, but like, yep. I mean, Crosby's just so good. Yeah. Um, to continue with the Gretzky stats, he has the most assists in a season with 163. In that same season, obviously, he finished first in points. In that same season, Lemieux finished second in points with 141. So he beat <laughs> he beat Lemieux on assists alone with 163, mm-hmm. just ridiculous. Um, going to career stats, he's got 894 goals, thousand uh, nine hundred and sixty three assists. Um, obviously, you take away all of his goals, like you said, he'd have the most assists. I mean, he have the most points in NHL. I think it's a he'd still beat Yager by about forty um career points 2857 he has three back to back to back 200 point seasons i i don't even know if we'll see a 200 point season out of anyone anytime soon maybe mcdavid will if he stays healthy maybe yeah. um i mean that's th- people don't realize how hard it is to do the 200 points that's just mm-hmm. otherworldly He's got four Stanley Cups, nine Hart trophies, and two Conn Smythes. And for our non hockey listeners, Hart is the MVP of the NHL, and then the Conn Smythe is the MVP for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So very accomplished. His numbers are just—they're the most dumb numbers in in any sport.
0: That, in my opinion that's a great argument that i like i said w- i will not give you a lot of pushback on the only thing let's let's compare the eras of gretzky to the eras of brady so okay. let's g- is it fair to say that gretzky is as well known as a king as an oiler would you say those eras are equally dominant he played for about the same number of years I, I, he might be a little bit more iconic I, as an Oiler, but I think he's just as well known in a Kings jersey. I would say no. I, how many years did he play in LA? He played in LA for s- eight years. Eight years. Did he, he played uh, 87, 88 season through um, the 95, 96 season. He won all of his cups with the Oilers, though, correct? I believe so. Yes, he did. I, I he think did. He, did. he did. He has, he has, um, he has a couple heart trophies in a Kings jersey. He has, um, I don't know. He it he has a Conn in or was that his last year of Edmonton? Um, no, yeah, no. All the all the rings were in, were no. in Edmonton. All of them um, were with Edmonton. Yep. But he's and, he's stacking and, and- some Ross trophies. He's stacking some heart trophies in LA. Um, but let's let's kind of group those two together, right? Sure. We have. The domination that he had in Edmonton, the domination he had in L.A. Then we have Gretzky's Ranger Days against Tom Brady's Bucks Days. Okay. Was was Wayne Gretzky Wayne Gretzky on the New York Rangers, Tom? So
1: let me ask you this. Why are we comparing the Ranger Days to Brady's?
0: we're, compar- the we're comparing comparing the, or- the, the end of the career basically i mean what i'm he- trying to say is i'm looking at a stat line of three i have two 25 goal seasons and a nine goal season from wayne gretzky right. in the 96 to 99 seasons in ranger jerseys
1: i mean that's that's fair but i mean for what's gretzky standards those weren't his best years obviously, but I mean, those are still really good years. He Mm -hmm. had, he had 90 plus points, two of those years. Um, and then the last, the last season, he only played 70 games.
0: Yeah. Tom Brady just had one of the best seasons of his career and won a Super Bowl in what is supposed to be his bonus time where he's just supposed to be average and enjoy the game,
1: which is crazy. I mean, in terms of longevity, Brady is probably, it's probably him and LeBron. Mm -hmm. for for greatest ever in longevity yep um
0: i uh, again i mean i'm I'm not taking it away from gretzky he played 20 seasons no i get
1: i get what you're saying and
0: i mean you have like you got the montana on the chiefs you got the gretzky on the rangers no nobody's done anything special in those little bonus land end of the career funny footnotes
1: no i get you and it's one thing, too, it's interesting that we're seeing two guys that are goats. I'll go to so LeBron and Brady here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think we're seeing the new-aged athlete and how well they take care of their body, how well they invest. You know, the, It's well known that LeBron invests millions of dollars into his body, into his workouts, trainers, cooks, mm-hmm. all that. I think we're seeing those effects now. Gretzky yeah. wasn't doing that in the 70s and 80s. They were going out partying at night after yeah. he, you know like yeah. um so so we're seeing that now in athletes and I think that's the product of it. Um but yeah, I mean like in terms of longevity what you're what you're bringing up right now, those those two guys are the top and Brady's if not probably I mean, it's him or LeBron. Take your take your pick. I wouldn't uh, fault anyone for taking either of those guys mm-hmm. right now but um, the one thing that i would say is that i don't consider longevity as an end-all be-all f- for a goat because oh, definitely not because if we did then like you know joe thorne would be up there i mean joe <laughs> thorne's great great player
0: and a boston guy yeah. but um ruins legend don't get it twisted exactly I know he's doing some pretty cool things you know? so over so long- in cali long- town but
1: <laughs> so like longevity it's it's only a piece of the puzzle to be a go, i feel like longevity is a like a prereq yeah you know like like you have to have the longevity and and not to take away from your point with with brady what he's doing at this age is actually uh absolutely spectacular what he's doing
0: um, it is unprecedented.
1: It's crazy. It's insane. And then, so to move on to my other criteria for goat cultural relevance to me, that's Jordan. A- and okay. if you want say LeBron, right. Cause th- those two guys are probably the most recognizable humans in history, maybe mm-hmm. next to like Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> like, and not to compare them to, to Jesus, but like, like there's not many people who don't know who Michael Jordan or LeBron James are on this. Yeah. It's
0: true. And,
1: and just to go into like what they've done with like Jordan air Jordans revolutionizing the sneaker industry, mm-hmm. um, completely like vaulting the, the NBA into a, a premier league in sports. Cause people don't realize before like Jordan, came along jordan and bird and magic those guys the nba was bottom tier like yeah. uh i forget what what finals it was but it might have been like the 1980 finals or something like that it was on tape delay oh wow or, or something like that I, I could be wrong with that year but like the and people don't realize is the nba wasn't that big of a deal until these mm-hmm. guys came along so they completely revolutionized the sport um yeah, and, and jordan was eight great
0: championships that. and just nobody gave a shit basically like that's how that's how minor league the nba was
1: no absolutely um so like that's that's greatness when Mm. you can when you can change a sport like um to give another example um curry gets a lot of credit for revolutionizing the game yeah modern sports so he gets that like kind of like next secondary tier goat status because he changed the game, the way the game was played, just like how like Allen Iverson did it when we were younger in the early Mm -hmm. 2000s. I think you need to give a lot of credit and it's kind of in a little bit of a way, it's a little bit subject subjective area, but I think it's still, you still need to give, give a credence. Um, So yeah, for, for me, those Gretzky has the dominance not mm-hmm. that these other guys weren't dominant. I just think he was the most dominant. And then to me, Jordan and LeBron have the cultural, um, the cultural impact. And then I would say, I guess for Brady, he's got the rings. He's got more mm-hmm. rings than, than all those guys. Um, I just wouldn't consider rings as the end all be all because if we did, then we would consider Yogi Berra, we'd consider Bill Russell, the the mm-hmm. greatest players of all time.
0: Yeah, fitting that those two guys are are
1: are New York and and Boston guys.
0: Oh wow, Yankee fan talking about Great Depression era World Series rings. I'm shocked.
1: Hey hey hey, he was not
0: Great Depression. I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> Yogi Yogi
1: was in the forties and fifties.
0: Oh, my mistake.
1: I know it's hard. We had a lot of dynasties in our, in our,
0: (laughs) yeah, a lot of, a lot of model T dynasties for the New York. (laughs) York But, uh, um, well, I hate to say it, Tom, but I think in a way you kind of just made my argument for me because you think of one guy that you could even argue checks all of those boxes at once. Right. You mentioned Gretzky has the video game numbers, how many people in 2021 could pick Wayne Gretzky out of a lineup? Um, not many compared to the other goats. Not many. So Unless you're a hockey he, fan. Right. So he lacks that cultural impact that you stressed was so important with Michael Jordan. For sure. Um, you say rings aren't the end all be all. That's most of Jordan's case. I mean, I know he also put up video game numbers and did a ton for the NBA, but if you could pick one guy who has the stats, the championships, the recognizability. I I don't know how much you could say he propelled the NFL upward just because the NFL was so dominant when Brady came on the scene. But just somebody who can maybe check all those boxes. And I think it's Tom Brady. I
1: mean, all these guys, like, there's an argument for for all of these guys. And... You know, Gretzky, like you said, doesn't have the uh, recognizable uh, or notoriety, I guess, to non-hockey fans or like very, um, very, um, I can't think of the word, but just big sports fans in general, you know. I think his daughter
0: um, is more recognizable than he is at this point.
1: Dude, she might be. She might be, honestly. Um I just think that not having so I don't really consider Brady being the guy at, in any of those categories. So I mm-hmm. couldn't consider
0: him to be the GOAT if that makes sense. So do you have a greatest athlete of all time? Is it Wayne Gretzky? For or my, are you, my, are you just building these pieces of exodia <laughs> that you think make this uh, make this mythical I, being? I'm just trying to see steam come out of your ears. That's all I'm trying. <laughs> no, dude, you're like I said. You're not gonna rile me up by telling me how great Gretzky was, but um, no. Just, for- like, if if you had to give it to one person, I don't think there's a more complete case than Brady.
1: And and honestly, well, we could keep doing this all night. Like, of course. yeah, I, I I can't say that you're wrong because, like, honestly, like. These types of conversations are they're so subjective when it comes down to it and yeah. honestly at the end of the day I just view like you know what all these guys are great. they're so good yeah. like the, the Jordan MJ uh, the LeBron MJ debates to me mm-hmm. are the dumbest debates in sports. It's like yeah. dude they're both amazing right like just enjoy them like right you but, know um, but if I had to choose I, I would say it's it's the LeBron or, or MJ guy for for grace of all time because right. i think I, I think that lebron is going to match all of brady's accomplishments in terms of relative accomplishments yeah i think he's he's probably going to win another ring or two he's still playing at his prime just like like brady mm-hmm. um they've started at like their careers at basically the same time very close um yeah it's almost gonna be like, all who, right, who's gonna like duck out first? It's gonna be like a game of chicken almost, yeah. like like who's who's gonna bow out first? Who, you know? But I mean, they're they're just all great, and at the end of the day, I think that's where it comes down to. It was just a nice little, um, in, intellectual sports debate here. Yeah, it, it, I mean, people are gonna be talking about it and bringing it up forever.
0: So to put a bow on things. Um- there's no sense in arguing LeBron versus Jordan, but LeBron would absolutely cook Jordan one-on-one in their primes. Moving on. <laughs> for now, I think it's about time to put a cap on episode one of Between Two Gardens. Tom, thank you as always for joining me and the listeners. Um, Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please uh, give us a like, give us a rating on iTunes always helps us out. Um and thank you for tuning in. We'll see you very soon. Later guys. Here comes a 1 2 pitch.